0: We bought a mic we bought small soldiers too you got too. a mic in me you bought yep. a mic in me
1: strange things are mic to me
0: don't throw that mic away I don't have anything to add to
2: that one I felt like it was going really well without me
1: What's Jesse's song go like? How's that go? Uh, the, oh, the from really Toy Story song. 2? When somebody loves me. It's Sarah McLaughlin. Everything is beautiful. <laughs> Every hour and together. All
0: right, something, so I think we can call it there. Let's just go ahead and wrap it
1: up. Yeah.
0: We bought a mic, a mic. It's a something. We're talking
1: Small Soldiers 2, guys. The long-awaited return. Woo! Hello and welcome to
0: we bought a toy a very special toy that lets us record our voices via the interwebs
1: wait guys i forgot are we talking child's play or annabelle creation this episode Ah, uh, i think we're talking alita battle angel again uh, that, i the action figures
0: slash triple frontier i have the amiibo oh, okay uh no, we're talking Kingdom Hearts five, part two point six seven eight Pixar. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story 4! <gasps> guys, guys. A movie came out and we saw it
1: and it wasn't bad. Man, it has been it's been a rough tale of this summer. Whoa! That...
2: This year has been a as a whole has been rough. Yeah. It's been bad. Yeah. I'm willing to say that. We haven't had a great year. Yeah.
0: Well, um, welcome, welcome to We Bought a Mike, and it continues with fucking Toy Story Four. This is a podcast about Pixar movies. This week, mm. I'm Ernest. I am Hunter. I'm Drew, and with us today is uh, Tom Hanks. Say hello, Tom. Oh, hi,
1: no. I'm Forky. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. I'm Woody.
0: you did, All right, no, did we say to, Tom Hanks. we need to cancel
2: Tom, our guests get for out this of week. Here. And also that that didn't sound like either character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hi, I'm Buzz Lightyear. Yeehaw.
0: <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> oh my God, Okay. I, Hunter! Hanks, we gave you—we
1: gave you three hours to prepare yep. oh, for this. Shit, I'm late. Oh fuck! I just showed yeah. up. Hi, I'm Hunter. By the way, <laughs> Hi, Tom, ye. get the fuck out of my yeah, seat. That's me, forky
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's <laughs> Tallahassee alumnus Tony Hale. Hey, that's Young about. Actors
1: Theater, where I, mean, I attended for four years. That's yeah, true. You're alma mater. My uncle is actually Loki. Friends with Tom H- with not yeah. tom hanks so you're basically <laughs> tony Hale. you're basically trash i feel like trash
2: yeah so this is <laughs> we're just saying like nonsense so far um tony well, Hale. we have
1: to find a new guest now that we had to kick tom hanks off
0: yeah sorry tom he's just off mic I don't, I don't think we need a guest this week you know we've had plenty of guests we're gonna have plenty more i think we can be okay with just our toy friends i can
1: talk enough for two people okay just me and okay. the toys
0: uh, all right, guys. Toy Story four. Should we should we talk a little bit about the franchise in general before we dive in? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I kind of want to get on my box here a little bit. Um, so co- here's the thing with Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy box. My 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 cowboy box. Cowboy beatbox. You could mm-hmm. call it. Um, it was a cowboy beatbox reference. Um. Uh, <laughs> so, Toy Story. Growing up, this franchise has always been extremely special to me like this is i literally like i mean we're about the age where we pretty much grew up with Andy pretty um, much yeah just about like we're separated by a couple years but just about we're about the same age and this movie came out in 1995 the original um and I watched this this movie so much I actually ruined the VHS tapes like by just watching it and then just immediately rewinding it and watching it and then rewinding it and then watching it through again. So I did that with Max Keeble. Yeah, yeah. So you understand?
0: Really, um, how did it get ruined? Did it just did, was it stuck or he, 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 or was it the was tape... all the come?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was my. Jesus Christ, I was like an infant. It was all the frothy ejaculate. Um, But like, literally as a kid, (laughs) Jesus Christ, Drew, I grew up and... Like, for the first few years of my life, I was, like, just the biggest Woody fan. Like, I became a cowboy fan because of Woody, that I would just love cowboy shit. And then eventually I moved into, like, this Buzz Lightyear phase where I dressed up like Buzz Lightyear all the time. <laughs> I literally, the only major bone i broken in my life was that I wore a... Buzz Lightyear outfit and jumped off the back of my couch into a brick fireplace. Much like Buzz trying to jump to the window yes. in Sid's house. I thought that I was falling with style and it turns out that I was just falling. Um, mm. So the movie especially the first one is so special to me. It is my favorite movie of all time. I think and... That's that's wild. I just went back and revisited it. Um, I think that this really is a perfect movie it like is, it's it is it really the is. script is fantastic written by our boy Joss Whedon this was kind of Joss Whedon's first big thing that he ever did and not to mention that this kind of launched Disney it kind of relaunched Disney because if we go back Disney had made um, they made of course some of their, like, they made their uh, The Beauty and the Beast, which was nominated for Best Picture, but that was back in 88, I, I think it was 90, 90? 91. No, yeah, okay, so, but Disney wasn't in, Disney was not the behemoth that we know it as now.
0: Well, Lion King came out the year before Toy Story.
1: And Lion King was good, but again, like, Lion King came out in a lot, it was critically lauded, but a lot of it, a lot of people still just associate it with as a kid's franchise that it was, I mean, you know, it's still dependent on hand-drawn animations. And while those still might look amazing and might be really good films, they still kind of were held to this lower tier. Toy Story was the flagship movie for Pixar and Pixar is now part of the biggest behemoth in film in the world and film and merchandise. Like Disney is everywhere. Now Disney is becoming the singularity and I just loved going back and re-watching these movies leading up to this one because, like I said, I think the first one, perfect screenplay. The voice acting and casting is just on another level. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen are, like, at their peaks in this movie. Yeah,
2: Tim Allen, man, what a waste of a great voice, you know, that guy. I think he
1: wasted it himself
2: Well that's what I'm saying The things he says on his own time Total wasted that voice Because his voice is
0: like amazing <laughs> Yeah
2: he, he has is a great gri- voice He's a really great And Tom Well Hanks to off. me
0: Buzz Lightyear is just Buzz Lightyear He's not voiced by anyone My horrible He's name. not voiced well, by anyone Well then Buzz Lightyear is a, a
2: conservative <laughs> Who thinks that Republicans in Hollywood are, are persecuted the same level that Jews in the Holocaust were Yeah that's that is, Buzz Lightyear said that
1: yeah, we're going to talk about uh, how <laughs> Buzz Lightyear might get written out of some of the later movies in this franchise, well, probably because Tim Allen is... Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, how in, in
2: Toy Story 4, they very cleverly made it so he didn't have to be in the booth with any other actors <laughs> yeah, who probably yeah. didn't want to see him. Um, great move on Except the Except with crime. Key
1: and P.O., which I don't know yeah. how they handled that.
2: Um, but anyway, uh, Ernie, I know you have a similar past with Toy Story, correct? Like, it's your, it's your one and only?
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely... L- uh, when I look at my Pixar rankings, the Toy Story movies take up spots 2, 3, and 4 wow. as a unit. And I, I needed to revisit them because I just hadn't seen them in a decade uh, to kind of you know, re-evaluate that judgment of that ranking. Mm. And I watched all three of them leading up to Toy Story 4. I 100% agree that the first one is a total masterpiece. Phenomenal flawless perfect work of art even though the the animation is dated it's like a genius move to make it about toys because it's that,
1: still like it kind of has a style to it, that it like it, it
0: they look like toys exactly exactly it works and the simplicity of the story and the the emotional beats that would become a pixar staple are in this very first pixar movie the and also the themes of like legacy and the fear of being forgotten that's all laid out in this movie and obviously the subsequent movies would expand on them but they're presented in such a simplistic way that a child could digest uh in this first toy story movie that i i just found it still It still holds up. Even the comedy. A lot of the humor. Oh, the humor is great. (laughs) It just 100% still holds up over 20 years later. Funny movie. And um, I was just like, wow, this is one of those movies that is just going to be an all-time classic. Like, will forever hold up. Mm. Like, that moment when Buzz and Woody are soaring through the sky going down I cry into, every time i watch
1: it now and i still
0: cry yeah into into uh andy's car like my god just the power of movies right there <laughs> it's just encapsulated it is beautiful stuff the second and the third ones i was more worried about revisiting um wait
1: drew before we go to sequels what is your take on the first toy story movie piece of shit
0: um well,
2: uh I only knew Toy Story as a young boy tertiarily, uh from Jeopardy Clues. Because okay. I was only allowed to You're watch. A TV kid. I was strapped to strapped it to It would TV. come on
1: A B C Family and your mom be like, No, 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 this is movie. Yeah. I
2: was strapped to a TV in the basement. Not a lot of basements in Florida. My parents built one. Uh was only <laughs> it was allowed to straight into Jeopardy. the water table. Yeah. I was in the aquifer <laughs> taken to taking shits. Uh
0: the more T V you watch, the lower the water level yeah. would go. Yeah.
2: Uh, in, in all honesty, I didn't have, like, I wasn't allowed to have, like, toys really as a kid. And not that I wasn't allowed to. I just didn't have, like, toys. I wasn't a toy kid. Um, and so I didn't connect hard with these movies until later on, just for that reason alone almost. Um, the first one that I felt a true, like, age-appropriate connection to was Toy Story 3. Because I did see it at a juncture of growing up that was perfect for seeing that movie. Um, and it's
0: almost like scientifically engineered to make you have an emotional. Yeah, to make you um the
2: there I mean, in retrospect I can say absolutely though that Toy Story One is a masterpiece. Like it is an it is a perfectly constructed movie. Um, the visuals it's you know, luckily it is about toys, so most of the visuals are absolutely mm-hmm. perfect to look and at. Sid
0: is like supposed to look terrifying. Like yeah. he's gross.
2: Yeah, Andy Off-putting. looks Andy looks a
0: little scary. Yeah. Um and the the dog <laughs> but looks, he's not in it that much.
2: Yeah, exactly. So for the most part, you're just watching toys. Like the, it aged very well, uh, for that reason. Um, it's amazing. Toy Story Two, I did watch when it came out, and I I liked it, but I did not.
1: Again, I didn't love it. In retrospect, however, it is a great movie. It's an amazing movie. I, I love Toy Story 2 so much. Toy Story 2 is my second favorite of the franchise because I just remember the opening sequence oh, for this so is so good. And also, it's really funny revisiting it, that movie because there's so much... Uh, Star Wars satire in that movie like throughout the whole thing with Buzz Lightyear's arc that happens in that movie so much Star Wars satire for a franchise that uh, now owns Star Wars movies which they did not at the time
0: not just with the relationship between Buzz and and Zerg but also just the look of that whole area the design of it is the sounds of it
1: are just like the zoom zoom it's literally the lightsaber noise is like exactly what they're taking um no, I love that movie. That movie also has great humor, but I will say one thing about that that I didn't like as much about the second and the third movie is that they do have and this isn't this is more of a nitpick than anything else, um but they have more traditional antagonists. Um mm. which is something that I think that the first movie and we're going to talk about with the fourth movie, one thing that I think makes them special is that there aren't really any bad guys in them. I mean, you could say Sid, but Sid is like barely even in the movie. Yeah, and he's it's p- more so the bad guy. The first Toy Story movie, in a lot of ways, it's kind of Woody for just being jealous. Yeah, his jealousy is, and he's yeah. Kind of all like, the
0: toys kind of turn on he's him. He's both
1: the protagonist and the antagonist at yeah. different yeah. points. Yeah, in the and movie.
2: to Woody, it's Buzz, but it's, Buzz is never a villain to us. No, Buzz right? is
1: just kind of a, a dim-witted. Yeah, and, and, the, and
2: then in the second one, it's uh, Jessie, and all you of know, Woody um, hates her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and all of
0: Sid's toys are, like, set up to be, like, oh, the evil toys, the cannibal toys, <laughs> but I mean, we very quickly find out that they're not a threat. Yeah. Uh, but in the second movie, you are right, like, Prospector is, like, a very kind of straightforward yeah. bad guy. There's no there's no uh, kind of hiding that. The movie, it, it maybe a little bit hides it, but, you know. It, there's no mystery. It's not a twist that Prospector... Maybe when you're a kid, it does come a, yeah. along as a, as a twist. But it, it is very telegraphed. But I don't think that... The, the reason why I think Toy Story 2 would definitely earn a spot in like top five Pixar movies, maybe top three. I don't know if I would... Maybe I would put it in my top three. I'd have to see. But it's because it... It just takes everything that it had set up, uh, all of the themes that had been set up in the first movie, and it doubles down on him. And we see through Woody's eyes like how beloved he was and how beloved he could be if he makes the choice to leave his boy, his friends, his Andy, and, and his crew for this bigger life because of that again that theme of legacy
1: and that fear it opens of up the world of toy story yes through
0: the themes and mm-hmm. through the eyes of woody our, our main character and not only does it introduce you know uh the short round short round shortstop shot the horse bullseye bullseye shortstop <laughs> i was, short stop, I, was short thinking, I was thinking uh indiana jones um yeah and Jesse. Uh, who would become like, you know, staples of Joan the... Cusack? Yeah, yeah, mm. and obviously I love her, I love her. that tear jerker fucking song of her remembering. And
1: somebody yeah,
0: loves me. <laughs> we that that's Everything that was
1: the original
2: up montage Dude, exactly. Dude, that was a real I... <laughs> emotional thing for a kid to
0: watch. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that whole movie is just built on like the fact that look, Woody, you could have it all man you could be sitting pretty on a shelf perfectly preserved beloved by the masses for the rest of your existence but you would have to leave the boy that that you make that you you make him happy you well, make his life
1: better and not only that i feel like it also kind of it works in it works in this way which is almost it, it's very timely to uh, more of the modern age where you think about like man children I'm including myself in this category because I have like a dozen <laughs> of amiibo at home that just I'm saying it doesn't in reality it's like it's, 50 it's amiibo so many. at it's home so They just sit on a fucking shelf gathering dust some of them are still mint in box mm. and it's like I'm collecting toys I'm collecting toys at this point but like what they're not as like a toy the purpose of a toy is to be played with not to just like sit and be ogled at yeah, that's and that's kind of leads to this whole thing of like, well, do you want to be just like revered but not really like fulfilling your true purpose? Right. Or do you want to actually like enjoy your life and, you and know, make other people happy?
0: The, I, I'm sure there's plenty of writing on this on the Internet um, from plenty of sources. But like these movies, they're kind of one big metaphor about parenting. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, in this movie, it kind of like it it. You know, none of us are parents, but we can kind of see it through Toy Story 2 that it represents that crossroads where you could leave your kid and still pursue your own life and and self-actualization, but you're going to ruin that kid's life Mm. if you're not there. You're still at a point where you could go and do your
1: own thing. But I think that's a good transition into Toy Story 3, um, which I will say... um, I we all saw Toy Story three in theaters whenever it came out, and we all cried. I oh I still on revisiting it, I sob so hard. And the thing is that I sob a lot at the end. The thing that really gets me now is that moment. There's one moment when Andy and his mom are packing up their room together. It's an empty room, and they both just kind of sigh and look around the empty room. And I just started bawling because it's like I don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. I just want to be a kid forever and just play with my toys, um and that moment and at the end, it's just, it's about this whole thing about this idea of growing up and moving on. And what does that mean? Um there's been, I will say like, as far as an internet commentary, there has been some like, uh, meta talk about how like now in hindsight, Toy Story three, isn't that good. Um, I disagree with that. I still think it's a good movie. It's not as great as I remember it being. Yeah, I agree. Um, I still mainly because
0: Lotso is kind of the prospector all over again. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. That's what I mean about one thing that uh, does hurt a little bit more so three than two uh, because I think three is a little bit more interesting, or two is a little bit more interesting. I should say three is kind of like very straightforward, and it is like you said, it's literally like scientifically made to make you feel. Yeah, dude, dude.
0: That moment when. Uh, Andy realizes that Woody is in the box and Bonnie grabs him and then Andy just instinctively like takes him back. That just breaks me every time. Yeah. Just that that innate just reaction of of Andy to hold on to his Woody. Like, oh, man.
1: it's. I
2: mean, it also, uh, obviously the stakes are higher in this one than in any of the other ones as far as the toys literally accepting their demise yeah they're fiery
0: inferno exactly. before them <laughs> that's um, like yeah even while re-watching it like I knew how the movie ends and I was still like my god, god it's just, just all spots. hold
1: hands like it's just it's yeah it's, it's a gut punch it's
2: it's kind of an insane thing to show a little kid <laughs> like it's it's kind of outrageously dark uh but in a good way like it's a great movie um but leading into Toy Story 4 I was almost like Appreh- like I had some apprehensions that they were gonna have to like almost outdo that in terms of stakes and like because well, um, we get a solid ending the, and at, at the yeah end of exactly yeah that was the first thing going against this movie was its very existence that was the first thing that like going into the movie you're like yeah well I don't even know if this needs to be a movie but I'll watch it anyway um but also I was like I feel like they they're gonna feel the need to outdo themselves in terms of emotional gut punch and. I was so, so relieved that they did not do that. I was so happy.
1: So uh, one other quick thing. I feel like uh, this is just a note that I had whenever re-watching this series is that I feel like Toy Story franchise might have made a generation of hoarders that are like, I can't ever let go of my toys because then they're going to be sad if they don't have me. That was just a thought I had where four kind of retroacts that. It's just like it where... Three is making messages about like about what the idea is of moving on. It almost feels like it's one of those things where it's like, Well, you just gotta suck it up and you gotta move on. Where four is just like, No, this could be better for us if we do just move on. It almost acts as an epilogue to three. And
0: it's yes, I totally agree with that. And it's also like because they're toys, it also just plays with the fact that toys just they get lost all the they time get lost. the they whole get... idea
1: of what is a lost toy yeah
0: and they, they just sort of live on these other lives that we never get to see um but yeah i i do want to i do want to talk in depth uh about toy story 4 and spoilers so we should keep a very brief spoiler free thoughts before we dive into the details of the plot because this movie made 120 million dollars this weekend so a lot of people have Down seen it. Down from
1: projections. Projections were. I mean, to be fair, people were projecting this way too high. People were projecting it, was it closer like two hundred, like which
0: is ridiculous. That's, That's crazy.
1: Not even like it's, it's still. A hit. It's beating the numbers of Toy Story three. Like yeah, it's still it's doing still a good numbers. It. it already. Yeah, I already got the money back, and we
0: needed. <laughs> we needed a hit this month. Like June was so bad this this year. It's but, still
1: up ten million dollars from what Toy Story three. was Yeah. Making so people are time. seeing
0: this movie. We'll we'll give brief thoughts. Um, I was so delighted by Mm -hmm. this movie Mm -hmm. it is it is a wonderfully delightful beautiful movie i think it is look like we all had apprehensions about a fourth toy story movie ever since they announced that they were doing it it didn't matter that pixar has an amazing batting average and it didn't matter that they got all of the creative uh team to return for it it's still like a you know sketchy thing to return th- to, to touching this perfect thing and it just it works in every way it is so beautiful it it expands the story in in unexpected ways it doesn't retread the same themes like a little bit of toy story 3 did with the lotso character it manages to to explore um uh, A sort of villainous character in a really interesting, compelling way. Mm -hmm. And above everything else, it focuses on Woody. And it, it, it focuses the whole story on this one character. While still getting amazing moments with new characters and old characters, they're still there. Uh, and if I had to pick nits, I would say that maybe I wanted a little bit more with, surf, more with of the yeah, old guys. Characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like some of those guys are barely in this new. movie. Well, Don Rickles is dead, Ernest. Did <laughs> yeah. you know that?
2: Oh, uh, Slinky, M- Mr. Potato Head. Oh yeah. shit! And they uh, and the family. This is I'm completely stealing yours. Don Rickles is dead, <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> they he the family of Don Rickles was like, yeah, but he really wanted to do this, oh. so they're like, oh, we, we'll figure it out, and they ended up just. He has like a f- couple lines, mm-hmm. and they the use yeah, and they repurpose Don Rickles audio for oh, it, so okay. they couldn't have the Tater oh. Heads in there. But. Yeah,
0: well, I I love the movie. I think it is without a doubt one of the best movies of the year. I mean, obviously this year it hasn't been great, so it's not like the competition's <laughs> too tough. But I just I just think that like at a certain point we kind of almost take Pixar for granted, giving us such just straight up kids movies because this movie's g-rated, but they just resonate on such a deep intellectual and emotional level. this one tackling questions about existence and like the meaning of life and all this stuff and mm-hmm. and w- why we should even want to be alive in the first place. And it does throw through the story of of, of our our guy Woody that's been there from the start and uh, this new character Forky who is amazing. And has some of the best scenes of the whole year. Uh, I I loved it. I
1: oh, and of course the animation,
0: dude.
2: Oh, oh my
1: god! my god! <laughs> oh my, the I quality. Feel like we, I feel like we say this with every new Pixar movie it comes out, but like that's the best animation I've ever seen. It in my is life.
0: outstanding. <laughs> I was blown away constantly by the beauty of the the quality of this animation. So one Amazing. thing I will
1: say that I um. Well, one of many things. I I love this movie so much. Um, I like this movie more than three. I will say. Um, yeah. I think I really Which do. It's not to knock three. It's not to knock three because the it's thing about great three, movie. the best thing about that is how it ended, and four doesn't diminish that ending at all. It doesn't make it feel. It doesn't uh, retcon it. It doesn't retcon it. It doesn't make it feel it. more shallow or anything else. Like I said, it acts almost as the perfect epilogue to this story. Um, I. Do you think that one thing that I loved about the animation style is I almost felt like they were going back to making toys look like toys? Where like it seems like, even like upon because I watched two and three right before going into C four and um I mean not to not those movies look amazing but they don't kind of they don't have the same like glossy look to characters' faces Shiny. that toys yeah. have and like they look like fucking toys in this movie. Yeah, um, I love this movie. Tony Hale found he, forky i really was worried i was thought that forky was i was like i'm either gonna love or hate forky because forky might just get on my nerves as yeah. just being this like i'm trash ha 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 i am twitter culture i just yeah. can't wait to psyduck. be Psyduck. Like, dog yeah i'm gonna be yeah. psyduck all over again <laughs> and that didn't happen like i just i loved it and it's partly because tony hale is just like amazing and his voice is perfect for this kind of role um like I said, like you said, if anything, I maybe I wanted a little bit more of our old friends, but I like that they were willing to do something completely different and original. We have the introduction of um, this doll character who's set up to be the big bad, um, who I can't remember who the voice actress was for that, but she did a really good job. Key and Peele are in there as a a ducky and bunny, um, which. They basically did a G rated, a couple G rated Key and Peel sketches. Like, there's one moment in particular that happens that it's like kind of alluded to in the trailers. That is like one of the funniest things that I've seen in a movie this year. Um, I will say, I I was
0: kind of that they were a little bit of the weak link for me in oh, the cast. Really,
1: I I enjoy them, but I can I can see that. Yeah, I just I I didn't think they were bad. I just you would just have rather spent time with the old friends. I was laughing my
0: fucking ass off during certain parts of this movie and none of them were the key and peel parts the key and peel parts i was just kind of like huh that's that's funny
2: all right so not only is this my favorite movie of the year whoa Whoa. this might be my favorite toy story movie okay
1: well okay i'm here for this i'm here
2: for the take let's go um I would say it's the second funniest, maybe behind Toy Story One. I was surprised. Like it's how? really funny, extremely yeah. funny. Um, you've already talked about the graphics, but really enough can't be said. The it was a play, I, I would watch this with the sound off. Like mm-hmm. the way it looks is unbelievable. Uh, there's obviously a great leap between, say, like Toy Story One and Toy Story Three. There's a massive quality difference there, and you can see it in particular with like the dog in Toy <laughs> yeah. Story One looks like yeah. shit. <laughs> um so there's a lot more precision by the time toy story three comes around You're, you're allowed to have more polygons without overloading your computers um the the main uh breakthroughs in graphic you know in uh visual effects since then are in light and shadow and that's what is unbelievable about this movie the filters of light like the the light shining on the cat in that one shot oh
0: my it looks
2: real it was it, looks yeah, photographed. I did, I did. it was it was like it's in the running for the best visual effect i've ever seen in my life like it was so beautiful and that was consistent across the board the the way like you said the way light plays off of these characters the way shadows play off of them it was so fun to watch um just on that basis alone on top of that uh whimsical very funny Uh, The plot was so out of nowhere for me like the entire premise of what happens from beginning to end was such a mystery in my mind that when when it happened I I was so floored by it because it's creative it's engine it's inventive in a lot of ways it's not what you would expect it's very simple.
1: Which is another huge thing for it that I loved is how simple and straightforward this plot is.
2: While also having enough complexity to not be for just little kids. Um, And then, like you said, we get into headier themes, but we are not... It's, they are not trying to go for our jugulars like they do in Toy Story 3 or like they do in Coco. They want to make you fucking cry in those movies. And those are great movies. But sometimes you don't need to fucking weep to enjoy a good movie. Yeah, this one doesn't feel
0: as like just outright merciless.
2: And yeah. yeah, it's it reminded me a lot of the tear of... Pixar movies that are low key probably my favorites which is Ratatouille and the Incredibles because they have emotional moments and they have impact but also they're just kind of breezy watches like Ratatouille has stakes and everything but also it's just like so fun to digest yeah pun intended just Mm. (laughs) beginning to end it's just an absolute delight to watch and that's a sweet spot that Pixar hasn't hit in a minute for me because Inside Out is I think I had it as maybe my number one Or number two overall Pixar movie. I absolutely am in love with that movie, but not
1: every kids' movie needs to be inside. Well, also, yeah, that movie is an emotional gut punch. It's kind of along the lines of that's like it's. But I think great. I will say, I think Inside Out does a better job of that because it's literally about the human mind. Yeah. So it's more well, like
2: I'm just saying, there's there's so much room for those movies. Like that's I that's one of my favorite movies of all time. But I do not want every movie to be that movie because I only have so many tears. And
0: especially because, as of late, Pixar has become a little bit predictable in that type of space. Yeah, like, and they you become, go...
1: they become a sequel factory, which we've kind of just gotten, like, this Monday. I mean, granted, they've been solid for the most part. Incredibles 2 came out last, last year. That was a really good movie. I love Incredibles 2. Yeah, me too. I mean... Before that, we had Cars 3, which... Even, like, uh, Monsters
0: University. Monsters University. A lot
1: of, like, movies, because there's... Neither of those movies are, like, bad, but they're just kind of, like, yeah.
0: I don't like, think whatever. Pixar makes bad movies aside from Cars or maybe The Good Dinosaur. A lot of people hate Brave, but I I think Brave's fine. I've never
1: seen Brave, so I can't speak on you that. You could change your fate, <laughs> would ya?
2: <laughs> um... I absolutely was floored by this movie. And not only that, my entire theater was unanimously floored by this movie. I was in a. Was it packed? I was in the biggest theater in the theater, a massive group of people. It looked like walking out, it looked like a commercial for AMC where everyone's just like laughing and smiling and like putting their arms around their children. Everyone. Throwing popcorn in the air. Yeah, yeah, drinking Coca Cola's. (laughs) Everybody
1: had cups that say Coca Cola on them.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Everybody had a unanimously great time watching this and I don't see how you couldn't like I thought this was perfectly
1: executed so, I
2: I absolutely love
1: it so since you brought up your theater because I will say everybody else in my theater loved it too I saw this opening night and I saw this a second time as part of a double feature oh, with Child's Play I want to see
0: it again um, so bad.
1: which if you want to know my thoughts on Child's Play tune in later on the week to know my thoughts on that um, it's better than this um, <laughs> no it's not I uh So, it's funny, I won't spoil the ending, but I wasn't, like, ugly sobbing as much as I was in Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3, I revisited it, and I was still, like, just crying my eyes out. I wasn't sobbing that much, but I was still just, like, crying tears of joy at the end of this movie. And, of course, I'm sitting next to this, like probably eight-year-old boy and the lights start to come on and i just see him staring at me <laughs> like the fuck is wrong with this dude he came to the movie by himself and now he's just crying get out of here man child that's what this thought child thought think I, about think
0: about this boy it's he was born after toy story 3 after came toy out. story 3 this might be his first toy story yeah. movie see? he's like what is
2: the big deal they yeah. toys calm down um i i have a handshake like meme save somewhere in my Twitter drafts. That's like, uh, film podcasters and pedophiles. And then in the middle, it's like one ticket to Toy Story four, please.
0: <laughs> um, spoilers oh, for Drew's no. Twitter in oh, about a month. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be polished first.
0: Anyway, though, I can I shout out my tweet now that we're in Twitter corner. Oh, please do. Uh, so <laughs> the trailers for Toy Story, uh, four showed a. Uh, Kevin Costner as dog movie that reminded me and my sister about the uh, unexpected influx of dog movies suddenly in Hollywood. So I said my pitch to studio execs from now on Clint Eastwood voices a tough yet lonely, scraggly stray dog that learns about the power of a loving human companion played by Sterling K. Brown by rescuing him from a whitewater kayaking accident Here's here's my DMs are open for business, baby. Here's Clint Eastwood's big line in that movie. Get off my lawn, you fucking cat. (laughs) You gotta have you gotta have the this is us cast member. That's part of the Mad Lid Yeah yeah, in the blank. I I don't wanna talk about these trailers (laughs)
2: that came before this. Why? 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 It I don't. Just, I don't want to talk about. It It makes I you do think wanna, about. Can we the spend bleak... like
1: an hour and a half just talking about the Frozen two trailer? That's it looks the most fucking dramatic good. thing. That's okay, fucking yeah. good. That Does looks it? cool. <laughs> it but <laughs> it, looks, it looks so dour. I'm there for that shit. <laughs> it's like, man, I was born when Frozen came out, and now I'm a dark, gritty teenager. Well, those so I those need a dark, little girls, Disney movies. Yeah,
2: those little girls are entering their emo stage right yeah. now. They love Ray um, and... that that Costner movie. Absolutely confounding. He plays a dog who wants to be a race car driver. That's how the trailer's set up. You're like, is he going to become a race car driver? Is this Air Bud 7? And then it's like, no, he doesn't. He just gets owned by a race car driver. And that's the end of the movie. Yes. And then he dies. And then the movie's not going to make any money. And it's a
1: dog's purpose for... Yeah,
2: and then the his the race car driver fucks Amanda Seyfried and has a baby. Um, so Toy Story 4... This is how good this movie was. It made me want more Toy Story movies.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into that in spoilers because I, I have some thoughts um, for sure. Well,
2: because this movie in particular felt like a great little like mini-adventure almost. Even though it was like a full uh, movie, it felt like a-, a sus- new chapter. It felt sustainable. It felt like there could be more of it, and I
0: would never get tired well, of it. Well, this was the necessary step, right? Like We were so apprehensive going into this that now that we know it works- is like I'm not gonna be apprehensive going. Yeah, into like the next I, I'm one not gonna complain. But <laughs> I'm here's sold. the here's make the thing, as many as you want.
1: Here's the thing about this movie. Why I was so hesitant going into this, but I didn't really think about it until I talked to a friend of the of the podcast, Ryland. Uh, his aunt works for Disney and is actually like a higher up in Disney. Like actually working, she works with the parks, but she also like works with the studio themselves. And she was one of the people who, like, helped set up Toy Story World and everything else, which is now at um, uh, Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. in Terrific. Disney World Orlando. Um, and if you go to DisneyWorld.com right now. Um, Enter code no. HULU has live sports. <laughs> yeah. They'll um, send
0: you a map about how to break so into Galaxy's thing, Edge.
1: So this – I had, this like, about, like uh, – six months ago whenever the first teaser came out I was like oh man like I'm excited but I'm also so nervous And he was just like look like I was nervous too but then I talked to my aunt about it, my aunt was like look I can't tell you anything about like anything that happens with the story because like contractually like I literally cannot tell you but all I'll say is like do you really think that Disney that especially Pixar where this is their baby do you think that they would put out a product that is bad yeah and I was like Shit, yeah you're right, like this is the one thing where like cars they're like, yeah, why not let's we need some money Sell merch. let's put out cars yeah. three, why not? They won't do that with Toy Story. Toy Story is like that is their that's the thing that launched that relaunched Disney back into being yeah what we know it, it as, would is it now. would be
2: like Marvel making a bad Iron Man movie, Oh wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, are you upset by that one? Yeah, no. it's just got triggered by Iron Man, <laughs> It's too. a good
0: point. <laughs> but but i mean th- the whole thing here is like they had a pretty much close to perfect trilogy on their hands yeah and it ended shut book close it, it ended so conclusively that that's
2: why we were all almost almost upset by the very idea of this exactly. happening and for it to overcome that obstacle and then some is a real mark of how amazing yeah. it is like, I, I i was
0: so beyond pleased it's, with it's this it's so movie. good man like yeah. it,
2: it doesn't it doesn't need to make you like Roll around weeping on the floor Like it's just a great Pixar movie It reminded me of what I love about it's, Pixar That's
0: not to say it doesn't get emotional No it, no, it, it does
2: No like I said it's like yeah. Ratatouille level It has a lot of emotions um, I, and Did I you loved, guys
1: cry during it? I did
2: No and I love
1: Okay you have no fucking soul I was I also guess, sitting next no. to a little boy And I didn't want to ruin his day <laughs> well, um, I don't give a shit about other people In the theater I'm loud <laughs> I'm like so, this is my movie This is made for me So there's, I broke a bone damn it. <laughs>
2: there's there's plenty to unravel about woody or no about forky here like we're going to talk about him yes i want to get into it but we also like you said all these movies get pretty deep into uh woody this movie goes deeper than any of them into woody's psyche um i think it's almost because inside out proved that you're allowed
0: to do that
1: (laughs) in a kid's yeah you can go to a certain level of existentialism in a kid's. yeah
0: what's the the imaginary friend in inside out um Oh, elephant oh, man. stuff, Mister Mc, the elephant. Snuffle I think it's David pup.
1: Lynch's The Elephant <laughs>
0: Man. Yeah, um, that that idea of like just literally disappearing into nothingness, yeah. vanishing from everything. It's just
2: because in every single movie uh, Woody has been the constant of being back on his bullshit Um, in every movie he plays a different version of the overprotective parent surrogate character who either he's feuding with other toys because he wants to be the center of attention or he just thinks he knows what's best for his kid Uh, this one goes a lot deeper than the others do into that particular storyline and it adds some depth there instead of just going to the same level on top of that because he's the only one who's constant in every movie, every single other character is either a brand new character or they're going through some brand new shit. Um, and that keeps this movie from being stale in any way,
0: which I think is probably the most genius move. This movie makes is the fact that despite all the new characters and the vast possibilities that you can do with something like this, it stays focused on Woody and his journey. Yeah. And I think that's, Absolutely, tremendous. and I think
2: the second smartest move that they made was making Bo Peep uh, dummy thick. Yeah, oh
1: um, yeah, um, yeah. We got, got a booty. Well, we have to save that ass for spoilers. That's true.
0: Um, she, oh, she's also she has a genuine. Uh, just kind of power to her you well know? i mean yeah we got to get into her character because she's like full on
2: i don't want to spoil it yet but she is awesome like yeah. her character is she's so a badass she's yeah. going through her own story her own journey Yeah, powerful very empowering character uh and her what's going on with her and woody is very interesting to watch um mm-hmm. and you actually don't
0: know what is going to happen at the end of this yeah. movie and and seeing all four movies in such close proximity it almost makes me think that maybe there was some thinking about the overall plan to some extent because the the relationship between Woody and Bo Peep is established in the very first movie, but it's like a flirtation ship. It's just like they're being cute with each other. Yeah. And then in the second movie, it, it, it kind of expand that just a tiny little bit. And in the third movie, she's just gone. Yeah. She is just she not there. And there's sold. one beat. There's one moment where you can see Woody is genuinely, like, really upset about it. Yeah. Just for a brief second. And she's just completely absent from that movie. And now we get her in this movie as a full-on main, pretty much main character. Um, so that being said, I do want to dive into spoilers. Um, yeah. so. Did you
1: guys want to talk about the production yes, behind this I, movie? Yes, I, I was going to bring that up because
0: it's not spoilery,
1: but it like is. There's eight writers on this well, movie. Because, yeah, and
2: that's that's happened before, but what happened here is not great. Um, yeah, not so, a great look. Yes, yeah, so this movie was originally written. Oh, the whole John Lasseter thing. It was, well, no, not even that. It was originally, the story was originally by Rashida Jones and Will McCormick, and they were going to bang out the whole script. And they ended up separating from Pixar and just completely abandoning the project. And typically when that happens, you never really hear exactly what happens. And Rashida Jones talked about what happened, and it doesn't sound super great. What was it? Not a Um, great look for Pixar. Quote, this is from an interview uh, that she did. She said, We parted ways because of creative and, more importantly, philosophical differences. There is so much talent in Pixar... And we remain enormous fans of their films however it's also a culture where women and people of color do not have an equal creative voice Yikes. and then uh yeah and then this is her, a different interview she did with netta porter she said that situation was complicated you look at pixar's track record and it was one woman directing one film in 25 years and she was fired speaking of the movie brave um originally had a woman she was knocked off of it uh but that doesn't look different from most studios in hollywood
1: well also i mean when you consider like coco coco was basically in production hell for like 10 years that movie because yeah. it stars a bunch of like brown people like that they're not white dudes and that it well, it's yeah not... and
2: it was originally directed by a white person they had to bring on a person of color because they correctly realized that that was not the correct <laughs> not a good that look. was a bad move and so she went on to say uh all I can be is myself and speak up and be honest when I feel things don't reflect the world as it is today. As a corporation, you will be held accountable.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I think that it was pretty amicable, the split. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. It <laughs> They still credited them. So this is... An, like this is obviously an issue and
0: this is true Pixar is a white men's club and it has been forever like most of Hollywood well i mean if listeners if you don't know research the John Lasseter negotiations John Lasseter was one of the founders of Pixar he wrote the original toy story along with or he direct. He also dir- he directed it
1: too. Yeah, yeah. He wrote and directed uh, uh, the original for, Toy Story. And then he like wrote he Toy was, Story two, Toy Story three. He Bugs was one Life. of the big like Godfather yeah.
0: figures of of the company. And uh, during the whole Me Too movement, it came out that he was like sexually harassing people. Yeah, and on he, the job.
2: And he's just one of those guys that is just still around. Like it it bounced yeah, he, off the, him. He
0: he left Pixar and then he just got a job somewhere else. I and, think. And now he's back. He
2: Jesus. he worked on this movie. Um, so
1: that's weird. He is a story by credit. We don't know exactly how that's, much he did. That's it true, could maybe just be using his character. Maybe
2: he's still separated. Yeah, maybe he's still separated from them. But it's clear that the issue still remains. I don't think Rashida Jones would just walk away from a sweet writing gig for no reason. It's clear that she probably I mean, I'm I'm sure there are plenty of issues in the movie that I'm sure she wanted to push harder and they wanted her to hold back on. Speaking mm-hmm. of Bo Peep's character. Yeah. Um But this is really interesting because a similar thing, not in terms of, like, you know, really bad uh, moral things, but with Toy Story 2, uh, that movie was supposed to just be direct to video, right? And the studio ended up being like, no, it's theaters, and then they rushed it, and they brought in new people to, like, recut it and shit, and it was a total mess, and then it comes out, and it's still great. And that's what happened here. Like, you would not have guessed that this was a mess or that this was made by, like, Eight different people with different visions, and I don't know how they did that because it's clear there was like a big issue.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's crazy. They Pixar just they have some some weird juju that backfires into some crazy negative stuff. We should uh we should get into spoilers. Though, all right, because so uh Toy Story four great movie. We all liked it despite all no no the, problems. Um, <laughs> it's in my. Do you guys want to rate it? It it's like a nine it's like a like a solid nine for me
1: yeah i'm feeling about it it's in my top five of the year i need to buff out where exactly it's gonna fit um i i can't put it at number one i really want to but it's gonna take a lot for it to get knocked out of the top 10 this year
2: it's it's a very strong nine for me and it's my clear cut number one that's awesome and um it's
0: such a good movie
2: I, yeah, I was surprised by it and delighted. It's, it's breezy. I don't
1: understand some of, like, because, I mean, critics were overall like, love this movie, but there has been a little bit of fan hate on this movie. And I don't, I just I'm, don't see. You know,
2: it. I, I could see a bunch of keyboard fucks being mad about Bo Peep. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you see that? Yeah. I mean, like, oh, like she's, women. Wearing,
1: she's wearing pants. Yeah, women aren't yeah, allowed to be uh, self. She made me, this cartoon made me hard and I didn't like it. <laughs> No, they like that part.
2: Um, oh, my bad. But yeah, I mean this. I this movie to me is almost like virtually flawless. I would say it's it's so good and it's sh- pretty short and it's a breeze to watch. So, yes, nothing wrong there. It's not as short as Child's Play.
0: <laughs> so, therefore, worse. <laughs> worse. Yeah. All right, let's let's get into spoilers for Toy Story four starting right now. Uh, okay, <laughs> I want to start off with the very very beginning. Because right off the bat, we're in a different space because two and three both started with a sort of fantasy play sequence. Two with the video game with Zerg and three with uh, uh, Andy playing with the toys themselves uh, in this elaborate cowboy train heist thing uh, that culminates in this barrel of monkeys atomic bomb. And it's just so epic. And in this movie, we don't get that. We're in the actual world, and it's a rescue mission to save the race car from a, a rainstorm. And it's a flashback. Mm-hmm. And it's a flashback. That's right. To before Toy Story 3? Yeah, pre-Toy yeah. Story 3.
1: Yeah. At this point, Andy, we can't assume he's like 13, 14? It's, it's after 2. After It's in between 2 and 3. Exactly. So. Yeah,
0: and it shows the events of Bo Peep being uh, donated, essentially, because mm-hmm. she's a little lamp- combo and she gets donated and not only do we right off the bat see the perfection of Computer animated imagery in this scene
1: with with the um, rain.
0: I was going to say,
2: another thing that's improved a lot is is water physics. I was going to say, rain
1: is like, looks so fucking good. And also, just the
2: flow of the water over the race car. I was looking for anything wrong, and it was like better than real life. Well, and
1: also, it (laughs) looks so. That's one thing about this movie that they like, they capture it, especially not so. Especially, they start doing it in two, but like. Making the most minute things Seem like the end of the world Whenever you're that size That's one thing where like Bugs Life isn't great But Bugs Life like Really kind of made Like whenever it rains It seems like it's like Literally hell is coming yeah. over yeah. to you yeah. And that's how, how you feel in this movie Like they're there It's just like a mild rainstorm is happening, but a toy might get swept away into the sewer it's and it's the Yeah, it's it the seems the end of like the all end of things. everything.
0: Uh it, but once we actually are in this car with the 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 Bo Peep and Sheep being donated and Woody trying to rescue them, the the scene that plays out here where Bo Peep essentially is trying to convince Woody to come with her mm-hmm. and saying like toys get put in the wrong box all the time. They get lost, they get donated. But then Woody sees Andy yelling. Yeah, he's like, where's Woody? I lost it during this <laughs> Immediately. <scene>. Immediately. <laughs> like, five minutes into this movie, I'm already crying. I was like, fuck. Like, what is this movie about to do that it's, it, the title hasn't even shown up on the <laughs> Pre-title screen. Pre-title card. And And Woody can't, he can't do it. He can't leave his Andy. And that sets up everything we need to know for yeah. this movie it and that's a bo peep and it sets up the fact that woody will forever be uh, as he puts it later on loyal to his andy and the yeah
2: the way that it it plays out past that point makes the beginning sequence so much better because mm. to start with a flashback that doesn't flashback all the way but flashes back partway through all the movies Is a risky move I would say like that could be just a mess that could be a sign that your plot is too confusing for children and it wasn't at all like
0: I'm stupid and I completely understood it Um, so well, it does two things It, it, it fills in that gap of what happened to Bo Peep yeah and it just starts a new story yeah that you don't have to have seen the other movies to understand yeah and so that, yeah because in the montage it's shown that andy gives his toys away so you don't even need to see toy Which, story 3 by the way we get an, a new new rendition old original rendition of you've got a friend
1: in me it's like it seems slightly tuned up it's, it's perfect a choice but perfect yeah. choice hey. to and bring just, that song back randy newman Randy dude, Newman Randy is Newman... like Loki, the MVP of this movie. <laughs> That's, no, Loki, the MVP of this franchise. Like Randy Newman scores in, er, as iconic as songs. these characters. They really are. Like, I oh
2: Lee just said Phil Collins from Tarzan. He's a competitor. I
1: actually, I I'm not going to disagree with that. But I do. I fucking love me some Tarzan. He didn't have to go that hard. Yeah. And Randy Newman didn't at, have to go that have, hard. Neither on of the them song. had to go that hard. Yeah. They could just cash their check. But already, I mean,
0: but. I. I guess I'll jump ahead a little bit, but there's a new song that Randy... There's technically two songs, one over the end credits, but the other one plays during the Forky montage, Mm -hmm. uh, which... let me just pull up the lyrics of this <laughs> song right here they're not very complicated
1: they're, they're quite, not they're quite much like simple. a lot of randy newman stuff it's simple but it's like straight yeah. to the yeah. point. much
0: like the theme song yeah. of monk which he also did really i think but we're we're in spoilers now so you've you've seen the movie you know what happens uh th- these are the these are the lyrics to this song i can't let you throw yourself away don't you want to see the sun come up each morning don't you want to see the sun go down each day Don't you want to see that little girl who loves you so her heart would break if you should go. I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away, son. It seems to me like you've never, like you're never going to behave yourself since I'm not going to do this every day. Come tomorrow. You're going to have to save yourself. Got nothing more to say you're not listening in any way man
1: so that really kind of sums up the movie if you had just like been able to understand what Rumi- randy newman's saying and have the time
2: like <laughs> that's what yeah that's what i <laughs> imagine Things
0: uh... are happening to me <laughs> if that's <laughs> Sorry, i'm not going to let you get away with that that's one let get randy newman <laughs> that happen. <laughs> um well that's that's amazing, the forky it's the forky character <laughs> encapsulated and I just I want to lay out the next uh, 40 to 50 minutes of this podcast just to talk about forky because it, it, Woody uh okay let's let's backtrack let's backtrack mm, so mm, mm. Bonnie new kid she don't give a fuck about Woody she does not play with Woody. Well also why would takes
1: you? the best one of the best moments of this movie is that she's just like, Hi sheriff, takes the sheriff pin <laughs> off of Woody oh. and then puts it onto Jesse because She's a, she wants to play with girl toys. Yeah. Like she wants, she's seeing yeah. herself in the but toys. But then all she's the all with.
0: the all the all the last Jedi neck beards <laughs> are like, You're ruining my childhood. Ugh, girls like girl <laughs> toys?
1: That's gay. I wonder what the, the Venn diagram is of people that want to rewrite the last Jedi and people that dislike Toy Story 4. Yeah.
0: The people that walked out five <laughs> minutes into the movie because the the sheriff badge cup.
1: Got... They're like Bleh! There's like a seven-year-old like, I like
0: this. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Woody is so concerned about Bonnie not having a good orientation day that he decides to infiltrate her orientation day, sneaks in. And this scene, I'm going to say it right now, the scene that plays out in the kindergarten room, one of the best scenes of the entire year. Dude, it's so good. Quite possibly might take the throne. We'll see what happens the second half. Might take the crown of the best scene of the year. So
1: the thing about this thing, which Disney does a really good job of this, but especially this, it perfectly encapsulates the feeling of childhood anxiety of a first day of school, of not knowing anyone, not having any friends and just feeling there's people all around you but feeling so alone. Very
2: eighth grade.
1: It is it, it really is. Like that's honestly the vibes that gave me of where it's just like I've never felt so alone in my life. Yes. And like there's one moment where there's a kid who comes up and she's just like, Hi, and then the kid just like ignores fucking <laughs> takes the crayons out from her, so she's just <laughs> left with nothing. But the the
0: moment itself that really solidified this as like the scene is when she creates Forky with the trash. That Woody throws at her from the garbage. This is raw, untapped imagination right here. Like this is what Disney is all about.
1: You know what the making of it? It reminded me of Ratatouille. It's funny that you brought that up, but about like the Mm. how it's. It's almost like Ratatouille. It's very purposeful. This was almost like accidental. But it's just like it's so beautiful to watch to just look at the way that that uh, the wire that she uses as the arms and everything. Look at the bristles wrap around the spork and mm. the light
0: blasting through that window. <laughs>
1: it's, you can see it's every gorgeous. bristle. Yeah. Like I said, wire. the
0: light filters have popped off
2: in the last like 10 years because Toy Story 3 looks amazing. But there are no moments like also, that. Also,
0: one thing we didn't mention before the spoiler break the nice wide cinematic aspect ratio does wonders. Mm. We did not, we, this is the first time we've had this in this yeah, franchise. It's,
2: it's a, it's kind of a good juxtaposition because these movies are obviously operating on a micro level of scenery. Yeah. But there are a lot of great wide shots of locales in this movie. Um, As far and, also a wide shot in this movie to the toys is like half of a room and so and there are plenty of shots of half a room so it makes sense for them to be so wide you know because to the toys this closet is massive Mm -hmm. um that's something these movies have always done well they play with that idea another thing that these movies capitalize on particularly this one is the uh foley work because right because these toys are so small Every little sound is magnified. We're hearing things that we don't even think about typically, like a toothpick like falling off a a five foot ledge or whatever, and it makes a noise. And you hear it and you're like, Yeah, that's probably the noise that would make. The
0: the sound the moment where the dad steps on Woody's head and pushes (laughs) it and he has to like pop out his head again. It's it's the best family work I've never seen that in a Toy Story movie before. No. I will say one Body thing horror. because
1: about the way that this movie actually like the way that it's shot. The director of this movie, Josh Cooley, this first is movie. His first movie, yeah. He was a writer on Inside Out.
2: Yeah, he well, he's been he's been a and, Pixar boy forever. he's, yeah, he's been around. But, he was a
1: writer on Inside Out, and then he did some other stuff on. Up, yeah, I he's believe. been in like the um,
2: VFX department. He's been producing a lot of these. He's movies He's been working his way yes. around the Pixar. Yeah, thing. yeah. So it's kind of
0: like the guy who just did Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I
1: want to yikes.
2: I want <laughs> to go great comp. I want to no. go
0: back to Forky real quick because yeah. when Forky gets introduced to the group, and all he can say is trash, 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 mm. trash, the, it, it starts to set in motion this theme that just kind of is encapsulated by the Randy Newman song I I uh I read a second ago which is Woody for the first third of this movie he's like babysitting Forky from committing suicide yeah it's like it's like suicide watch for Forky yeah. 24/7 and holy shit this movie went there and it didn't derail itself going there no cre- creating a whole character about like why you should want to be alive
1: yeah well, bec- well it's be- but it ahead. works on two levels sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i would say that it works on two levels because one while it has these like grand messages that's it's making it's also really funny like oh, i think it's about the scene fucking hilarious like uh, specifically the scene it. whenever uh skipping ahead slightly uh a bit but like whenever they're walking together uh back to the rv camp to meet up with their friends and he's just like i love trash it's warm it's cozy Mm. and you're like wait so i'm bonnie's trash she must be going crazy without me i gotta get back there (laughs)
2: um the the
1: reason that it works the reason
2: that it doesn't derail itself like you said is in Toy Story 3, there's no metaphor for death. They just accept their own death. Yeah, they're
0: literally staring yeah. into mm. the fiery pits of death.
2: <laughs> yeah, and in this one, uh, the trash is a very kid-friendly metaphor for killing yourself, like going into the garbage can. <laughs> it's it, it works on both levels you you can find that or you can't and it still makes sense and it also like there're plenty you know kids can connect with the idea of not liking yourself even if they don't understand mental illness
0: <laughs> you know yeah and you could say again if you wanted to pick nits you could say that this movie almost is a little bit too heavy-handed and like hey you should you should want to be alive you should appreciate your life yeah. and your existence but that's a great theme to to have kids uh, yeah. absorb in a movie yeah like, as why, opposed to a logic should, you, song yeah <laughs> <laughs> why should you love your the your living and 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 your existence yeah it's i mean it's great like why not have that theme
2: and also the reason that that theme never gets too heavy-handed for me is woody is babysitting uh, Forky be- because he does care about him on some level and he is a pragmatist. He wants uh, him to be around for Bonnie, but also there is the, the little tinge of selfishness yeah, in it's, his it's, actions. Yeah, it's, it's which him is,
1: projecting himself onto yeah, this new toy. Which is
0: from the first movie. Yep. It's, yeah. that
1: it's Woody has always
0: really cared for Andy and now Bonnie, but it's always just been a mechanism for kind of dealing with his own... Uh, struggles with how he views himself and that's why I love Toy Story 2 because it like it taps that and like expands that to such a huge level is like oh oh you think you're so important look how important you could be what would you what is the price you are willing to pay for that Mm -hmm. and in this movie I love how it like it sneakily does that again but by by uh, threading it with Bo Peep it makes it like a really happy, beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Where in Toy Story Two, you're never rooting for for Woody to make no, that choice. He's like a, a dick in Toy Story Two. Yeah, but you're never like, Oh, I hope Woody gets to end up in Tokyo in the museum. Yeah, I really yeah. hope the story goes there. You're never the movie never makes you go there. But in this movie, you're really thinking like What do I want? Why don't you move on, Woody? It's been a long time. Why are you still so attached to this? Well,
1: because, okay, so this, I mean, we are skipping ahead towards the end of the movie, but just kind of to touch on that, that like where I feel like this is the perfect epilogue to three, where three is a movie about moving on and about accepting what the next stage of your life is, much like Andy is doing uh, with going off to college. This is kind of a movie of just like, yeah, no, that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to just like move on where it's not just it's saying what like. what life is about. It's not like where three is kind of just like, well, you got to move on. You just got to do it. <laughs> Sometimes uh, we're like three is four is kind of weighing like we could just kind of sit here and just like play the charades and live in this like quote unquote dream world forever. Or we can do what we know that we are meant to do and grow up. Like, we can actually, like, grow up and move on into the next stage of whatever our lives are. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I do want to backtrack. So, Bonnie goes on this road trip um, with her family. Uh, Then we have the Randy Newman song. Which leads into uh, Forky <laughs> jumping out the window. Yeah, sweet freedom. Sweet. <laughs> I am litter! <laughs> and then jumping out the window. Yeah,
2: and then that's so. when they have this great little talk where Forky realizes he wants to be Bonnie's friend.
0: And I found that like really cleverly, uh, a, a nice parallel to the first movie again, to... To Woody explaining to Buzz that he's a toy and what that means. <laughs> yes. But in this movie, it takes a whole new life because it's not about explaining to him that he's a toy. It's about explaining to him like what the fact that he is a toy means to the kid.
1: And that it's not, it's not a direct callback where like, I do think that's one thing. Two, actually played with the idea. And three, it does become a little bit old, the whole idea of... Uh, Buzz being stupid or ignorant um, which is something that we got with the second Buzz Lightyear in the second movie and then the third Buzz Lightyear they're like yeah uh, he got reprogrammed and now he speaks Spanish uh, too. <laughs> so like where this it's just it's not trying to make like just tread on old ground it's making moments but they act as they act more as Easter eggs than they do as plot points. Yeah, and and they
0: find ways to build on that same thing, mm-hmm. you know, with the with him clicking the buttons on himself and listening to his yeah, inner so, voice.
1: Tim Allen gets sidelined hardcore in this movie, which at, uh, during the time of watching this movie. I was just like, man, where the fuck is Buzz at? But then afterwards I'm like, I did enjoy the time with the new toys. It's just yeah. I and also it was fun. I,
2: his little plot line I loved. I thought it was very funny. His little his little solo mission he yeah, goes mm-hmm. on. That was great. Um and you know, listening to his inner voice, quote unquote. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Um but like I said, uh, th- eventually he does team up and he does meet up with like Key and Peel. Do you think that Key and Peele wanted to be in the booth with Tim? No, Allen? that was I don't think they were in the booth with him. <laughs> no way. I don't think they were together. No. I think maybe they recorded Tim's first yeah. out of respect. Mm-hmm. And then they key and Peele were like, we're not gonna
0: Yeah. Now that now that we're kinda touching on Buzz, one of my favorite moments in the movie is when Buzz first like starts his little uh journey out of the R V and we get to like really see this carnival in the daylight. It looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it looks so and- nice and He's, like, flying through and, like, zipping around on the rides, and there's one very brief moment where the camera is, like, mounted on one of the rides as he's holding on to it, spinning, and I just think that the movie is full of, like, small touches like this throughout that give it this real sense of... Uh, it makes it look real. like You know, because there's this thing with, with CGI movies where the camera becomes a CGI object yeah, and it's just floating Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be fixed to anything. And when it does that, when they mount it onto something, it just gives it this sense of realism that yeah. I, I love it. And now that we're kind of going to get into the an- antique store, my God, the level of detail yeah, so in this antique store that's, is mind-boggling.
2: That's another thing that this toy story has over all the others the location is just gorgeous this whole small town even the rv it's just interesting to look at like uh if this took place in bonnie's house i would not be a quarter as interested or like in the woods or whatever but we get the woods we get the rv we get the fair the carnival we get the antique store and then we get like in betweens, <laughs> like the road, yeah. Um, it seems like a fully fleshed out little bizarre little uh, old school town. Yeah, where like um, a county fair
1: is going. Yeah, and that's just
2: that's one of the components that I just wouldn't have predicted. Like, where do they go after Toy
1: Story Three? I guess they go to a little town. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and I- it works. Yeah. <laughs> Moving into the antique store, because I, I love the aesthetic of all of it. And that's where we meet Gabby Gabby, who is originally set up to be this big bad character. Who you meet her and you're like, Yeah, her and her henchmen, her <laughs> Vantroga's henchmen. Vincent. Yeah, they're all fucking evil as shit. Like, okay? yeah. like, also, I guess that's why. Are going. they all
2: Vincent? Uh,. I guess. I think that's. Vincent. I think that's the funniest choice,
1: dude. I
2: loved how creepy these they were. Yeah, were. that was like legitimately. It looked like something scary. out of
1: like a Goosebumps thing or yeah, something. Like dude, it did not look. I saw this with my sister. She
0: screamed every time they were on screen, like audibly. We should say to remind people, your sister's like twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of scared, too. No, it was like... But I was, like, happy. I was, like, laughing at how scared I was. No, I,
2: I was a little wuss when I was a kid, and I would have... Yeah, not, I would have, like, not liked No, it. Well, there's, like, hard. moments Miami. with these dummies that are, like, fucking
0: traumatizing. Yeah, like horror movies. Yeah. yeah. Moments, no, yeah.
1: it's the way that they move. People, yeah. They just, like, throw their bodies around. And whenever they pick up somebody, they, like, throw with their elbows first, and then just, like... Mm. There's yeah. one moment it's, where one of them tries to speak, and it's just, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing the closest thing I can compare to is to the first movie whenever you see Sid's toys for the first time, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, that's the thing of nightmares, okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, it's this baby's doll's head mounted onto a spider toy, okay, cool, I'm not sleeping now. and
2: uh <laughs> and one element that this movie leaned into more than any of the others is the movement of the characters being. Uh, it's almost more mechanical because with the first one, there there is some of that them moving funny, but it almost seemed like they were trying to prove how fluidly they could make these characters move. I feel like they almost took a page out of the Lego Movie book, where it's like, no, if they move really f- yeah. like a robot, it's funnier. If yeah. they move like herky jerky, that's better. Exactly. And there's one character, uh, Keanu, th- who is very Lego Movie, dude. dude. Oh my god, yeah.
1: Just put Keanu dude, Reeves on. in your movie. Keanu Reeves makes every movie better. Um, I loved Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom is so <laughs> fucking funny. Like his whole character itself, his motivation of this character—that's just that he was a toy, like a Christmas or no, not a Christmas toy, a Boxing Day toy. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's a Canadian stuntman. man. And he, I like, love
0: the juxtaposition he, of the commercial. Yeah, exactly. How has this not been in a Toy Story movie it's before? Such a, it's so such a creative genius. idea
1: that just like a kid gets him and they want it to do what they do on the commercial and it's a toy. <laughs> it doesn't just do what it does on the commercial. Duke Kaboom's like, it's a commercial. <laughs> it's not real.
2: So before we meet Duke Kaboom, though, we do get back with Bo Peep, right? Yes. Yep.
1: Um, no, okay, so you talked about the look with uh, Buzz Lightyear going through the fair. I love the look whenever... Woody, uh, is taken out by, um, the girl who, uh, um, Harmony? Harmony, yes. Uh, taken out by Harmony. Who just loses toys every day. loses toys, yeah, you know. Fuck you, Harmony. Um, (laughs) Takes him out to the, takes her out, Woody, out to this playground where there's a bunch of just, like, snot-nosed kids that come out there. But it is kind of a juxtaposition in Toy Story 3 where, like, you have, like, infants that are like sticking they don't appreciate toys the, yeah. up their nose and everything else like these are actually people that take care of toys and it plays like a meat cute whenever it's woody and uh bow kind of reuniting together because they both have to just play toy with each other but they're just being held up by like one kid who just has one in each very hand. touching it's very touching for like the opposite reaction where There is no moment of, like, oh, my God, it's you upon, like, the first sight. They just have to, like, play like they're still inanimate objects. And
0: even once they're, you know, actually speaking and interacting, it's not like it's everything's fine. There's still some – there's a little bit of awkwardness there. Um, It's played really well. So, yeah, the way that romance was written is
2: one of the best parts of the movie because on an adult level, I was wondering if they were going to end up together because she almost – throughout like even toward the end she's not really showing signs of wanting to be with him i thought she might just separate uh I think there's little moments where she kind of gives him a little look yeah or a well little that touch that happens something. the very the, the later tip yeah and then well when she realizes that he's actually a great guy but i thought even then it'd be like yeah we're friends and now i'm leaving because when we see her in her skunk rc car she's like furiosa she's full <laughs> <Yes>. on <laughs> yeah down to she's the arm like yeah the
0: lost arm yeah she's the full on arm.
2: like mad max in it she's living in the wild with her funny Who's the like little tiny doll What's her name
1: Oh she was great Um, Extremely funny And I love the The whole use of the sheep And this Billy goat and gruff
0: uh, Giggle coach. McDimples Giggle, Giggle McDimples
1: Played by Ally Mackey
2: Yeah that's That was a delightful new character to meet uh, The sheep were very funny And then we Really quickly We meet the G.I. Joe trio And that was oh, a great man. bit The man
1: The, the dangling such that, High like, five Such
0: a simple bit That was Yeah,
1: yeah that was a perfect <laughs> bit Because they were just there They just did their thing for like thirty seconds in the background, then they were gone. and yeah. we didn't see all. Uh,
0: all voiced by Danny Glover. Also, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Now that we're talking about uh, cameos, the Carney is Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader. I, know. I
2: told Hunter this. I was, I was he like, gets
0: one line. Yeah,
2: I told him. I was like, I'm. I didn't even look it up, but I know that shit was built because he just and goes they, like, rad. Out, like, rad. <laughs> and then he also goes like, oh, I get your buzz lightyear, like dude. <laughs> um, great, great hater cameo, best performance in the movie probably. <laughs> yeah. Um he's great, and then once we meet him, we meet Key and Peel who play in, in large part to the movie. I was glad that we spent most of the movie with new characters actually. Yeah. Um it doesn't I really feel enjoyed like it. we're
1: treading on old water, which at at the time of watching it upon first like I was like, man, I just really want to see like Rex and the gang. But then it's like we spent three movies with these guys, especially Toy Story Two. Like, you spend like the entire B story to that movie is just Buzz, Rex, Slinky, and uh Mr. Potato Head, like, just going on adventure. And each each one of
0: these movies has had the idea of, like, splitting up the gangs. Mm -hmm. So you get an A-plot and a B-plot, you know, pretty standard stuff. Um, But in this one in particular, it didn't feel like let's split them up just because. It didn't feel forced because of these new characters being so well yeah uh realized
2: it no it wasn't at all and also uh one reason i i really appreciated that is because honestly when you're you know you can't flesh out secondary characters in a kid's movie even if you have three of them the main joke of the these characters if they're for comic relief it it pretty much has to be one thing like the dinosaur he's dumb and he's scared um three movies of that is enough
0: so has he always been dumb I think they, I think they, Kevin from the office. Oh, kind of him. a Kevin Malone, yeah, situation. <laughs> yeah, because he's he'd definitely been a coward all along. Yeah, he's always so. so I think they made him a, an idiot. <laughs> retro real, real growth. Um, but
2: yeah, like it's still funny by Toy Story three. But I was glad that I didn't have to deal with another movie of that one joke for that one character and etc. For all the others. Um, and I did
0: enjoy Kean Phillips' performance, and I thought that they were uh, very fun. If I had to if, if I had to pick a weak link, I would say it was them, just because I know how capable they are. Of,
1: of <laughs> but it's a of kids' him. movie. Yeah, they have to kind of reel it in. Which exactly. I liked their bit that they had with uh, murdering the antique oh, owner. Oh my god, that was, that was one of the
0: best. That moments. was yeah. fucking
1: great. And because it it played like almost like a classic SNL sketch where it's like rule of th- rule of threes, where like you know the where payoff. it's going. But then, like, by the third one, you just have to sit there and, like, wait. Oh, yeah. And then one. it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, And then it's just go it home this... with her. And then she's drinking wine. Yeah. Well, that's just
0: gave me, like, like, Jordan Peele, like, horror movie commentary. <laughs> no, whenever advice. they,
1: like, pop up over her body, yeah. like, with the red eyes, like, illuminated. And also
0: the tag at the it's... end where they're attacking the carny yeah. with the laser eyes. <laughs> Just growing and yeah. growing. And also how they just end up just finding the key. Like it yeah. just it lands on the No, that was yeah, that was really good. Um, um Lee Lee what's up? Lee wants to say something? So Lee okay. Lee is asking if the kids that uh are watching this without having watched the original movies are are not connecting to this new one as no. much. No, I feel like the kids watch oh, if they go back and watch
2: Because them. it's too good?
1: Because it's <laughs> oh
2: okay yeah well i the, can i can see that but you shouldn't make you shouldn't make your movie worse for the sake of preserving it well and time. also like if kids want
1: to go back and revisit <laughs> the older movies then they can by the way i will say live studio audience please wait until the Q and A segment okay also you yeah. don't have a microphone yeah, so nobody like, can hear I, what you're I, saying you so now she's just actively yeah. being
2: mean so to write, us right right in being mean on the pod this is
1: what you guys want to hear listeners <laughs>
2: that's an interesting point but i would say there's no reason like kids are flooded with faster pacing now and they can handle more complicated things than they could in 95 so like you can't make it worse just so it's consistent with the other ones i
0: mean basically her the gist of her point is that if if children now if this is their first toy story movie and then they go back and watch the other ones if they're gonna seem worse in comparison And that this new one is going to make those other ones worse because it's so good. Well, there is a possibility to that. I don't think. I mean, yes, kind of, but you got to understand that like all things exist in a a tiny little bit of a vacuum of the time they were created in, and uh, given the resources of that time period, the budget that went into it, the 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 state of the of the film industry at that time and what had come up and and what had been established in an artistic sense, all of that was different. And now, you know, we, not only do we live in a world where like kids don't watch movies as much, they consume other insane, weird YouTube types of content. And that, um, you know, Pixar has this reputation and this is an established franchise. All of that is part of the context going into this movie.
1: So another thing, though, about this movie is that while there's a lot of complex ideas, I feel it's so simple of a story. Like two and three were a lot more uh, like complex in the story they were telling. They were like, "He's going to go be in a museum in Japan for just Woody." And yeah. the kids are like, "I guess that exists." Yeah, and they're, they're like, like what? "What the fuck?" We're like, "This is." They go. They go to the antique shop. Forky gets kidnapped They plan a rescue mission That rescue mission fails Then they try and go back to the antique shop They rescue Forky Woody decides to stay behind The end That's, that's the movie That's the movie It's yeah. so Like a lot is happening in between those things But that is the story in yeah. and of itself yeah. it's, That's why I love this movie Is because it's very simple it, so, You just kind of zoom out Um. So you're a big fan of it then You liked it? She didn't see it You didn't even
2: see it? <laughs> you haven't seen any of okay well it was a good question nevertheless um but i would i would just say if your biggest problem is that it's too good then you're you made a good movie
0: (laughs) then you're in a good space you know what i mean um but now that you've mentioned the the very end i i want to get into that before we wrap up because um you know like i said i cried at the beginning and this final sort of sequence uh I was genuinely surprised seeing how Gabby Gab, how her story sort of wrapped up. I, I did I, think it was a little bit kind of jarring to be like, wow, what? they just they just risked everything for you and you're not even going to go back to Bonnie.
1: But it, it is know, so much So sense. I really like Gabby's story because she comes across so menacing and like she is kind of this overlord. She, it's kind of set up like Lotso in this movie yeah. in a very similar but way. But they, they go but, about it perfectly in here. But... At the with end the of the day, box. like, the whole thing is where you see her little clips of her talking with Forky and everything else. And Forky, it comes across menacing at first when she's just like, oh, Woody, tell me everything about his life. And at first it comes across like, oh, no, this is going to end badly for Forky because he's just innocent. But really, she just wants to know what it's like to be loved by a child because Woody's already had that chance. And now he's having a second chance. And there's plenty of toys out there. Like, she was just defective out of the box, and she never got to be loved. And she just wants one person, specifically Harmony. She wants this one girl to love her yeah. so badly that she spends years of her life sitting on a shelf watching her, just yeah. wanting and to then be Harmony's in And like, ah, fuck you. And that is, dude, that is a fucking gut punch. And it, like... It's very real for the kid. Yeah. Like, the kids are just like, oh, man, yeah, this is a fine. really cool toy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, that was amazing. It's and that's that's also why I love that she didn't end up with Bonnie, because that scene set up the idea that it's not about which kid. It's about a kid. It's about the fact that
0: there is it's one. It's about
2: finding mm-hmm. the one kid the, that will love yeah, you. Yeah, the one that needs you. Um, yeah,
0: And then... And specifically that. The fact that she saw a kid that was so lonely and scared, and she said, I can... Yeah. I can Oh my god. contribute to that. I can fix that in a way. Yeah, that, was that all... scene
2: is beautiful. And, um, that whole moment. The the pacing of this movie yeah. is so easy breezy beautiful. Um and this is the one scene where they really slow it down to let you feel the moments where Gabby Gabby's deciding to go with this girl. She looks over at Bo Peep. Bo Peep understands. Bo Peep looks at Woody. Woody understands. They all look back at her. Like those are like long cuts. And at first I was like this is kind of jarring. It's
0: almost like there's this this code of toys <laughs> that you have to serve a greater purpose other than yourself. That you exist to for the betterment of yeah. a human kid. And
2: until well, you
1: choose to become lost toy, then you just well, lost well, toy that's
0: and well that's another thing that
2: this movie absolutely excelled at is showing the that multiple viewpoints can be correct at the exact same time. Where Woody is uh you know Woody is very on his high horse pun intended the entire movie like and all these movies he thinks he's right he's lawful good personified he's a literal cop um (laughs) and to show that he that was right of him to like have a higher purpose but he went about making other people do what he wants in the wrong way in every single movie (laughs) Um, And being a dick about it yeah and then also showing that it's also right for bo peep because her uh, best self is not someone's toy like to show that there are multiple different versions of the right answer to a question that's like a, a teenager theme that you've seen a lot of teen movies that are you know good yeah things aren't black and white yeah that's uh that was one of the more sneaky complex things involved in the movie to well, show they've that also,
1: like they've done their jobs like they were there for kids and like kind of exhausted themselves at this point they're both broken in their own ways I mean Bo Peep literally has a broken arm she's detached from her like lamp lamp that she was once on like they are not the same toys as they once were and so now they're kind of just moving on to the next stage of their life
0: does this line up with the parenting metaphor if you parented your kid and they're gonna be okay without you. What is staying at the carnival signify? It
1: stay. I think that it signifies that you don't. That life doesn't stop when whenever your you're, when your up. kids grow up. Nor do you have to try and replace your kids with something. something yeah. just something else that'll yeah. like occupy your time in the same way. It's about doing whatever's gonna make you. Yeah, body. it means you Cause don't. Because bo- to to
0: Woody, it's obviously not just about Bonnie. It's about his attachment to andy mm-hmm. bonnie's just a catalyst for that 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 strand that remains
2: yeah exactly and it's to me it means that you don't have to stay with your child uh you can leave them with their other 20
0: parents <laughs> that they have yeah <laughs> and they'll be fine and they'll be completely fine yeah um that that final moment of woody making that choice i will say it kind of like took me a little bit by surprise it did because the movie didn't do enough to make me feel like that was the inevitable conclusion but once like i thought about it and i thought about like how how much of a happy ending we got with that and how just kind of uh, sort of perfect it all fit together it just it's nice it's nice it's it's not what i expected to happen but after kind of ruminating about it, I'm like, "Wow, they—they they really had a reason to make this movie. So that's... it wasn't just a cash grab, no, or an attempt to like nostalgia trick us into crying again or anything <laughs> like that. There was a legitimate, creative, a artistic message. reason yeah. for revisiting well, this. And that's uh, one world.
1: That's one thing that I really loved, especially upon rewatching this movie, is that I. I have seen some complaints where people say that the ending, that's not earned, but it really is earned for all the points that we've made. Excuse me, for all the points that we've made is that all these interactions with Woody and Bo, you can see both sides of them the whole time. And you can see throughout the movie moments where Woody is kind of having his own inner struggle, but he's so headstrong about this idea of I have to stay loyal, I have to stay loyal to my kid, I have to stay loyal to my kid, to the point where he's... Not only disregarding himself, but also his friends and the other toys that he has. Like, there's the moment, of course, with whenever he's walking with Forky and he accidentally says Andy instead of Bonnie, is the first sign of it. And then when they try the first rescue attempt and it goes haywire because of the cat, then they are out there and Woody leaves everything, like all of his friends behind. And is going to go risk his own life because he is still projecting himself onto Forky yeah, of being I, the favorite. This is
2: what I was this was the case I was gonna make for you, for why it was earned, because it did surprise me, but it also felt earned at the same time for me. Uh, that speech, the this is all I have speech. <laughs> this yes. is, this is all yeah. I have left. Literally, getting Forky to Bonnie is more important to Woody than getting himself to Bonnie. He doesn't need to go back to Bonnie. Uh, she doesn't like him not only that he h- sacrificed his fucking voice box by the end so he's more useless of a toy than he was already so i was thinking about it mid movie i was like is he really going to go back to her and just live and die in the closet yeah
0: it's it's almost like what what is your end goal of exactly. all this like how Body far is does this wouldn't even notice road go? if
1: woody was gone yeah so he's not a favorite toy um,
0: and i was so swept up in things
2: that by the time he actually leaves i was still shocked by it but
1: yeah, the, me too. the
2: breadcrumbs were there for me where I was like, this feels great. This feels like a good adult movie ending where it's right in front of you the whole time, but you don't think they're gonna do and, it. And
0: and and having Bo be such a a huge part of the story makes that all the more prevalent. Yeah. The fact that we have this this really important character in the film that just fully signifies that notion of you don't need a kid to be okay you've done your you've done your duty you've done
1: your thing like you can be okay yeah living a new chapter Bo just like she's one of the most interesting characters and like Bo in Toy Story 4 is like one of the most interesting characters that we've ever seen in this franchise just because she not only just represents on the most basic level like a kind of love interest for Woody as the like dummy maiden thick. while he, well also she becomes she mad <laughs> thick um <laughs> But also she is kind of this voice for independence and for um, kind of self-satisfaction over anything else and looking for your own happiness within, not projecting yourself. Yeah. Mm. And speaking to the idea of how this movie made me want more movies,
2: how fun would that be? With uh, Woody, Bo Peep, uh, what's, what's the little one's name? I forgot again. Uh, McDimples. McDimples, yeah, giggles, McDimples, giggles McDimples. her, uh, and the sheep, and then whoever else we meet along the way. Key and Peele, at, in the end credits scenes, they're hanging out. Key and Peele could go along with them. A movie where they're braving the wilderness.
0: Well, the the Reed, carnival wh- is supposed to pick up and go somewhere else, right? Yeah. So they maybe. It. Maybe they wait another 10 years to make the next movie.
1: I What's sad is I feel like if anything, that we'd go back to Bonnie's room, it'd be a Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, dude, no. Tim
0: Allen is like, they don't, <laughs>
2: they Allen's don't up. want him to be headlining these movies anymore. Yeah. Like they, they have to involve him cause he's buzz, but they're not going to give him a starring. Well, yeah. like,
0: I would welcome more movies just because this one was so good, but it felt like a conclusion. Yeah, but it,
2: so did three, though.
0: You know, I know, Before but it's like... this one doesn't. It doesn't feel the need to set up anything else. It's like it could happen, but we focus so hard on giving Woody a finality because we understand that even though he's with Bonnie at the end of three that his story's not over, that there's still a lot of lingering unclosed threads in there from his time with Andy. And this movie finally closes all those threads
1: where three was like an ending for Andy and that relationship. This is the ending for Woody. Woody has always been the star of this whole franchise. And now he is at a logical end.
2: I um I like, I totally agree with that, but it's, it's not that I think it needs more. But I was just I left and I was like, God, would I really be upset if they did another because this, this one was the such best a movie yeah. with the numeral four
1: next to it ever made?
2: Yeah, probably. If like yeah. I, I couldn't be upset, you know, like they proved me so wrong this time that I'm like, I don't trust myself anymore. I don't trust my instincts. This movie <laughs> was so, after watching it, it's like, yeah, they sh- of course they should have made that. But like a month ago, we were all like, oh, yeah. Toy
0: Story 4. summer of terrible sequels. Blah. Yeah.
2: And I'm hoping that The Lion King will prove us wrong equally, but I feel like, we'll it, I feel like I, it won't. I'm, I'm
1: a little bit worried. I'm, well, I mean, then again, I was worried about this one. So yeah. who knows what Disney will do next?
2: I, um, I'm, I'm thinking that it won't, though, because it is assumingly more or less the same story. And this was such a drastically different story than any other Toy Story. That's the main difference for me.
1: I I mean, I am curious. I know uh, Pixar has said before that after this year, they're going to focus on originals and kind of leave sequels behind for a few years. So if we do get another follow-up to this, it won't be for a few years. And I'm fine with that. Give it another 10 years. I don't care. Or just don't come back to it reboot it and make it live action (laughs) yeah the the live action
0: remake we all asked for
1: (laughs) where andy is animated and the rest of them are like real people yo that'd be lit yeah
0: all right small
1: soldiers too. give it to me disney buy the rights they
0: probably already own them at this point who
1: knows it might be a fox thing i don't remember
0: all right i think i think we can wrap it up there um good times good toy times Mm, any final
1: forky thoughts uh, I'm I did, trash I kind of wanted more I don't know why Because it's a G-rated kids movie That I wanted it to get into more of the existentialist idea Of what makes a toy oh, well, If I just like write a sharpie on a piece of paper <laughs> Is that paper co- alive co- now? Well, well, dude, what, the, Yeah. What does this mean?
0: Ending, I'm the, terrified now The <laughs> that's, very that's the very very end Is the new Forky Knifey oh, So hot Knifey yeah. more like wifey <laughs> yeah dude and she's like why am i alive uh, yeah and he's like i don't know and then you just like cartoon <laughs> that circle dude, transition absolute that killer ending. yeah and that i get if we're just touching on fork again again before we before we wrap up the little the little touches of like his expression his facial expressions Absolute genius! The like eye the, move, yeah the the googly eyes and
1: the the mouth straight up out of uh, a spirited or Princess Mononoke. <laughs> that, that sound effect with the eye yeah, the eye head because movement.
0: like for the first half of Forky being in the movie, Tony Hale doesn't have like any lines, yeah. So they rely a lot on the animation, and he you know, he gets a couple lines in, like the words "I'm" and the word "trash."
2: Um, <laughs> I that was another stray thought I had is a lot of people say in comedy that like visual gags are like dead, but they're alive. They're just in animated kids yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Like the visual gags are top notch Buster Keaton level. Like like how Forky, you know, he's obviously falling apart literally in the movie. Like it's always gets a lap.
1: His or, arms are always falling over, his eyes sliding, his mouth is Yeah, moving. or just no <laughs> like
2: like any other toy story, the way they move from place to place when Bo Peep sweeps him up in the in the frisbee and they roll around. Like
0: that yeah. is a visual gag. Okay, I just thought of something that I I want to bring up. Um so my sister and I, we were having this conversation on the drive home last night because we just went to Disney together and we experienced the full deluge of merchandise overflow. What are the chances that Disney starts selling Forkies? actual spor- plastic sporks for like $20 so, with yeah. a little bit of pipe cleaner Guess and googly what? eyes.
1: That's a thing. There are t- Forky action figures yeah. out there. Of course but they, but they the would. But the thing yeah. is, they're not just a sport. It's like they made it all plastic, and it's like DIY yourself a toy. Okay. Like, oh, you get to actually build it? No, no, no. I'm oh. saying that that's what they need to do. Is parents need? We, just, we like, won't sell you a forky. You to make it their own. kids into like just making them be like, I got you a forky, <laughs> they, and really they're like, shit, it's my kid's birthday. I just I can't wait until is
0: I can't wait until you go. Somebody goes to Disney World and you you see it. At the store, they're selling like for twenty dollars a yeah, plastic spork. Well, what? No, but
2: what if it was they sell you a forky kit and it's just a spork yeah. and a pipe cleaner and a piece of gum for forty five dollars and it's like forty dollars <laughs> unassembled and a sharpie.
1: <laughs> man, that sounds. I could honestly see it happening. That'd be man. awesome. It's funny. Um. All right. Yeah, well, we love it. We love commerce. Let's wrap it up. We learned I love nothing. the singularity.
0: Didn't learn one thing from the movie. Um. Uh, great great shit stick around for ketchup and spider-man far from home and midsummer in the coming weeks uh have a happy end of june it's been a rough time for movies but we got some good ones coming in july it's gonna start to pick up boys it's gonna start to pick up and pooping off tv some tv stuff i still gotta watch fleabag
1: fleabag is amazing we're gonna legion is back
0: so maybe we'll watch that um yeah so stick around on we bought a mic thanks for listening we bought a mic on twitter uh instagram and facebook and please leave us a very forky five star review um until then follow us on twitter and letterbox and let us know what you thought of toy story 4 we will see you we will talk to you next time Bye-bye. bye 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 you've got a friend in me. trouble. And I got